That was a really <laughs> good one. Was that a fake one? Uh, yeah, I can burp on command well. Hold on, let me do another one. That was incredible. Uh. <laughs> Amazing. It's You're so talented. The best thing about me. <laughs> uh, All right. Such ladies. Uh, ladies. And that, my friends, is talking shit with a yank and a Brit. We're here live, but when you listen to it, it won't be because that's not how podcasts work. Hi, I'm Kate. I'm the yank. And I am Gemma, the British one. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. I know we had our little pre-record catch up and maybe a little bit of event session Ooh. for you know, a little behind the scenes for the listeners at home. We spend, you know, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes before we start recording, just like probably doing the actual shit talking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just record that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Let us know if you want to hear about that. But, you know, we just like talk about our weeks and talk about what's bothering us today. And and then we try to put on a different attitude to do this recording for you all to sound like <laughs> positive, uplifting people where we don't slag off men all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah but we're doing well we're doing good yeah today you know today was a chat slagging off numerous people so mm-hmm. of various mm-hmm. genders yep it, you know equal opportunity as well mm-hmm. it's not just men it can be women too yeah exactly exactly we live to serve so mm-hmm. yeah so anything good this week even if it's just i had a really good piece of toast um uh, yeah, I I don't. Did I say this on the podcast? I don't know. I'm doing keto at the moment. Um, I don't know if you said that, but you told me last time. I just don't know if we're recording. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing keto. Uh, just give it a go, and also because I'm going on holiday in May, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to get in a bikini without hating myself. Yes. So doing that. Uh, it's been all right, actually. Uh, last couple of days, so I'm feeling good. So that mm-hmm. means I'm now in ketosis and I'm burning fat, baby. So that is great. But what I also did was I ordered online some keto-friendly bread, which is like oh. no-carb bread because mm-hmm. I do really like bread. Me too. Uh, also some keto pizza bases because, again, I really like pizza. Bread and pizza, sure. Uh, and it tastes really good. And last night I made a pizza using the bases and it was fucking brilliant. Nice. Do you want to drop a, a little plug for the brand or anything? Yeah. So pizza? it's called Seriously Low. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's spelt funny. How's it spelt? Let me tell you how it's spelt. L-O-U-G-H. <laughs> like dough, but low. No, seriously. So it's S-R-S-L-Y. Oh, no. okay. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah, little UK-based company that do keto-friendly foods. So basically, I don't know if you can get in the US, but, you know, yeah. maybe give it a go. Exactly. See if you can order it. It's from Hemel Hempstead, I believe. So. Mm. Uh, hey, Lauren, if you're listening, send Gemma some keto recipes from ones that you thought were really good when... Mm, (laughs) I've actually found it really easy because I am using a recipe book um, and everything I've tried so far has been bloody delicious did you actually buy like a recipe book or did you just find one online I bought it because my dad and his girlfriend are also doing this diet oh cool for their own reasons um, and mentioned it and were like this recipe book's amazing all the food tastes great and I was like oh I'll give that a go so I bought the book giving it a go and it's great like I've cooked everything from fresh and even my lunches do you think you've lost weight I have lost uh, over a kilo already but that's mainly water weight because mm. that happens yeah, yeah, yeah. in carbs still counts but still I'm like whoa look at that scale <laughs> I've never done keto but I did whole 30 um oh yeah a couple of years ago and it wasn't necessarily for 
I mean, maybe it was, but just to see if I could. And actually a lot of the stuff that I ended up making, I kept in my rotation because it was really good. It was hard because like you barely can eat anything. Mm-hmm. And I think I ended up losing like 10 pounds, but then literally I did it for January. So it was kind of like New Year, pull 30, do it for the month of January, <laughs> like February 1, just start eating what I wanted again. 10 pounds probably that same day <laughs> came back. <laughs> That's it. I imagine as soon as I eat carbs again, then it's just all going to come back. But fuck it. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> for vacation. Who cares? <laughs> But I mean, you know, I eat a lot of carbs because I, I fucking love bread. It's so I love easy and potatoes. delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. just, just oh, everything goes with bread. And I just, I could, if I had to eat one food for the rest of my life, it would just be bread and butter. Yeah. Or pizza. That's two foods, technically. I mean, well, pizza, I suppose, could be, cons- it's a good question of like, what qualifies as mm-hmm. one food? Are we talking about like a a dish or an ingredient? Okay, well, if it has to be one ingredient, then I'll go with potatoes because they are so versatile. You can do so much with them. Can't have any other ingredients, though. That's true. No salt, no butter. You just have to eat a plain yeah, potato. That would suck. I would go. God, I don't know what I'd pick. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can we say that we're allowed butter and and salt and pepper? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Potatoes then. Probably me too, because then I could have potato chips, mashed potato, mm, roast potato. potato. potatoes. Yeah. You're right. Hasselback potatoes. Mm-hmm. So many potatoes. Yep. Mm. And welcome to Talking Potato with Potato and Potato. <laughs> <laughs> How are you potatoing today, potato? Very, very potatoy today. <laughs> Well, um, best of luck on your keto adventures. Keep us posted because I do think that's something a lot of people do and not, a, it, you know what, not enough people talk about it and the world deserves to know. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> what have you been doing this week? What's new? Tell me all. Oh, shit. Uh, not a lot is new uh, because I am the lamest person in the world. Um, work. I have gotten a lot of video gaming in. I've beaten like two nice. games and just really enjoying that life cool. for me. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Could be worse. I love to hear it, man. Thank you. We game the shit out of them games, man. I sure, sure do. Though, you know, sometimes when they're scary, I have a really hard time. Yeah, I don't like scary games. No, they're scary. <laughs> yeah, I used to play um, like Doom, Resident Evil, Ugh. things like that, and I'd just be like, ah! as soon as anything came around the corner, and chuck the remote. And yes, know. exactly. And the graphics have only gotten better, so it even feels <laughs> more realistic. Like before, Doom, like on the computer, was a little bit cheesy, so I could yeah. deal with it. Still scared me. Yeah, but then like Tomb Raider, when we had a PlayStation when I was a kid. <laughs> terrified me but i loved it so much <laughs> i mainly used to just walk around the mansion oh yeah and like do her obstacle course and yeah like, be like her boobs how do her her boobs stay like that that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> they're not lara croft taught me unrealistic body image yeah thanks angelina <laughs> jolie you bitch <laughs> <laughs> yep i uh, i had one thing that made me want to like hurl myself off a bridge it happened yesterday oh so I've been going to strength training, mm. as you know, and I went yesterday, which is not the normal day I go, but I had to do a makeup uh, session from when I was like dying from illness from food poisoning. Right. And a gal was there who I'd never seen before because usually you're kind of with the same people because you go the same day and same time every week. Mm-hmm. And she was nice. I had never met her before. She was funny. I enjoyed her. She's a little bit older. Um, but she turns to me and she goes, you know, I have to let you know, you really look like Joan Cusack. And I'm like... Haven't had that one before. Thank you. And inside, I'm just like, well, I'm going to go drive off a bridge now. (sighs) I need to Google her because I can't think what she I would have like, I told my my friend who does the training with me afterwards, and she's like, John Cusack? And I go, no, I would have been flattered if she'd said John Cusack. (laughs) I find him attractive. And Joan Cusack is a hilarious lady. Mad respect to her. But I'm just like, that is not... No, you the don't person look like her. I've been trying to emulate. 
so that was a sad thing that happened to me. And I was just like, I've gotten so many celebrities over the years and I find it really makes a difference. Like my hair, how I'm wearing my hair, um, more so than the fact that I actually look like these people. Like I used to get new girl Jess when I had bangs all the time, really, all the time. Like when I was in law school and had long hair and this full on bang all the time. And it's just like, I actually don't look like her, but thank you for the compliment. (laughs) No. I mean, you don't look like Joan, but I will be calling you Joan from now on. So, oh, rattlesnake Kate is out the window already. (laughs) already. (laughs) All right, Joan, it is at least it's better than Kathy, spaffy Kathy. (laughs) So yeah, that's my upper and downer for the week. Lots of video games, but got called Joan Cusack. <laughs> no offense, Joan, if you're listening. I think you're wonderful, but <laughs> but Kate doesn't want to look like you, right? No, and I don't think she wants to look like me, and I wouldn't blame her. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, we got that out of the way. Yeah. Um, I found this post, and it's um, give American TV shows a very British name. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was funny, so I want to share it with you. Tell me. So it starts with mates <laughs> instead of friends. Okay, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if you can guess them. Uh, bit odd, ain't it? Bit odd, ain't it? Oh, God, I know it's something like so weird or something. <laughs> Stranger things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> bit odd ain't it uh, superman would be top bloke <laughs> yeah okay um how about see if you can guess this one it's always pissing it down in sunderland it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah hmm. <laughs> i like that show um Curb your enthusiasm would be give it a rest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that would. Um, A and E instead of ER. Yeah, I was going to say probably ER, right? Yeah. (laughs) Gaff. Oh, something with. Okay, Gaff, G A F F. Yeah. So I know in some like UK countries that's cop. Cops? Yeah, a gaffer, yeah. But is that not what this is referring to? No. So that So gaff means... isn't like mistake or funny issue like no. No. <laughs> All right, I don't know. House. Coming around my gaff. Oh, sure. Okay, I have heard that before. So gaff here is like a like a faux pas or like I had a gaff or yeah. you know, my pants ripped or something. <laughs> In public. <laughs> oh, we've all had that. Yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> so for the Walking Dead, Rotherham. Just, <gasps> just <I'll> burn! <laughs> I've never been there, but I bet that's so accurate. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so then I'm thinking about some really popular British shows like Coronation Street would be Coronation Street, is that like posh people or trashy people? Um, sort of neither. It's just northern. Okay, so then it would be northern. Cause I want to say like Hollywood Boulevard, but I don't know if that's like a equal exchange. Could it be It'd just be like a small town. Hennepin Avenue for my Minnesota people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, about like American dad, British father. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that one of them? For Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Incredible British. Hulk would be an absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like something Stone would say. (laughs) Two and a half men, two geezers and a kid. (laughs) I do love the word geezer Geezer. for men. Yeah, that's a great one. 
Um, what? I know there's... Why can't I think of any British shows right now? Why? Um, I mean, I know there are some, but it's like I The Office either. is The Office. And like we... Ghosts is ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> About Friday night dinner. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, okay. Yes, I have. Um, It would be... This is why we don't eat at other people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> and you have goggle box, which would just be people you don't know watching TV and talking about it. And you're going to love it. <laughs> um, what about Desperate Housewives? Um... Mm, well, I, it, the surprise still be more American, like Thirsty Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Slappers. Slappers? Oh, I don't know if I've heard like that term for anything. Slappers. No. It's just like a slag. A slut. Oh, okay. What a slapper. Oh. I guess I didn't ever really like perceive them as... I suppose they would be... Yeah, they are kind of slutty, aren't they? <laughs> Hi. Hi. And we're back. I've stolen that from another podcast. Which one? Um, the, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. The um, Scrubs one. Oh, with um, the two guys from Scrubs? <laughs> <laughs> haven't listened to it. <laughs> Donald Faison and Zach Braff? Exactly, those two. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy Scrubs, and they're basically just rewatching every episode and talking about it. And oh, and then I also didn't mind Scrubs that much. I thought it was an easy, easy to watch hmm. show. Um, it's one of the, or it's the most medically accurate show, even over like ER and the other one, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy is not accurate. Yeah, as in like. <laughs> All the medical They're terms. They're not having all that sex in the hospital. <laughs> not, no. I thought that was reality TV. <clears throat> no, it's not, dear. Sorry to uh, burst your bubble. Well, before we were so rudely interrupted by my deficiencies in equipment, mm-hmm. you were going to tell me a story of a woman of hoary. Yes. So this week I've got a little tale for you, but she's not a woman of glory. She's the opposite. She's a knob. She's a knob. Okay, great. She's a bellend. I think we need to balance sometimes with a really inspiring woman with sh- shitty women I because I am going to start yeah. feeling really horrible about myself. That's it. We're not all great. <laughs> not everyone's as great as us. So No, we're not all great. <laughs> no. So, yes, up for this. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you a wee little story. Um, It's very, um, what's the word for that thing when it's like relevant now? Current? Yeah, current. um, I don't know. Topical. Topical. That's the one I'm looking for. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Very topical because it's all come to a head this week. Great. So I'm going to tell you about... Ruby Frank might be Ruby Frankie. Okay, it's got an e on the end. I don't know how you pronounce. We it, don't know, but <laughs> I'm gonna call her Frank. Ruby Frank. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Ruby shares six kids. Too many, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Sherry, Chad, Abby, Julie, Russell, and Eve, with her now estranged husband, Kevin. Sherry, Chad, Julie, Russell, Eve, Kevin, and Abby. Abby. Kevin's the husband. I don't know Kevin came. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Got it. Listen. Sorry. <laughs> she formally offered parenting insights on her YouTube channel, Eight Passengers. You ever heard oh, of that? No, I hate this already. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is she British? No, she's American. She lives in Utah. I'm super surprised I haven't heard about her. Okay. Mm, I am too. 
and you can go into a nice little rabbit hole when we finish this story and get nice and angry. Okay. I will. So um, she gained a huge following with her YouTube channel. She had over 2 million subscribers um, and she was, you know, a mumfluencer, as they call it. Was she Mormon? Yes. Oh, okay. Spoiling. Sorry. <laughs> um, the Utah gave it away. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's the state. When I hear Utah, I think Mormons. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, yeah. Generalizations are sometimes true. Um, so yeah, really popular YouTube channel. She gave parenting advice. Um, but a few of the videos did spark like controversy over the years. Um, it was started in 2015, um, but her parenting style was quite strict. Um, obviously, I guess due to the the Mormonism, if that's how you do it. Maybe. So some criticised her strict parenting style when it came to light in one of her videos that her son had been sleeping on a beanbag for seven months as punishment for pranking his brother. Um, Now, she claimed that this was his choice and that he he did have a choice to sleep on a pull-out bed. They basically, like, took away his bedroom for seven months as punishment. So he could either sleep on this beanbag a chair, I think it was, or like a pull-out sofa bed. He, apparently he chose the beanbag because it was the most comfy. I'm not sure, but there we go. Do we know how old the kid that was being punished is? Uh, I That is important to me. I did read that, <laughs> but I... That's okay if you don't know. I'm just curious. Um, let me just have a quick look. While you're looking, I'll opine on why it's important. Depending on the age of this child, that sort of punishment and that's giving that choice might not be appropriate. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and guess that I will not find it appropriate. No, probably not. Uh... It's a two-year-old pranking his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Not even mad. I'm just, I'm impressed. It's okay, Gal. I didn't mean to throw you for a curveball. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You know. He was. Don't worry about it. Irrelevant. It's stupid. I even said it. I'm so sorry. He was young. That's what. That's all I give you. I did read it somewhere. Okay. Didn't put Perfect. it in my report. Sorry. She was also criticised for another video, which raised alarm bells because she basically documented that her six-year-old daughter put the age in on this one. Um, her six-year-old daughter basically had forgotten to take her lunch to school, and the school rang her to let her know. Um, and she made a video about it, basically saying that her daughter was in charge of making and taking her own lunch to school. So this was a learning opportunity for her. Um, and she allegedly told the school not to give her any food so that her daughter would be hungry to teach her a lesson. So this obviously caused some viewers some concern. Mm-hmm. And they called uh, CPS and police mm-hmm. who did visit the family home, but apparently they didn't find anything of concern because. Nothing happened. The police. (laughs) Oh, yes. yes. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she continued making her YouTube videos. Mm. I hope the school gave the kids some lunch. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I think they... Yeah. I would hope they would have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah. Anyway, she continued making her parenting videos. She's making a lot of money off this shit. She's, you know, giving people advice. Behind closed doors, her marriage to good old Kevin started to fall apart. And in 2021, they turned to a therapist called Jodie Hildebrandt, who suggested they live separately to save their relationship. Now, Relevant to what I said to you earlier, I just want to pivot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave that vague, but yeah, (laughs) go on. (laughs) So this Jodie Hildebrand also um, gave like parenting advice, I think, on her own channel and was like a therapist for, I read somewhere that it was like for sex addiction and stuff as well. I don't, I don't really know. She seems a bit of a wild bitch. Anyway, um, (laughs) no. We're not talking about her, though. <laughs> I mean, she does play in this, but we don't want to give her too much airtime. Anyway, the two women 
later began working together offering parenting seminars um, and launching another YouTube channel and publishing content on their shared Instagram page called Mums of Truth. That sounds like some weird Trump-supporting nonsense, Mm. to be honest. Sounds like a cult, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is relevant to this. Keep that in mind. Oh. Um, So together, they doled out advice and prompted honest lifestyles, um, including their brand as parenting role models to conceal what was happening behind the scenes. Gross. So, it was only when Frank's 12-year-old son escaped from Hildebrandt's home in southern Utah. Uh, I believe this was... Oh, I want to say November last year. So November 2023. Ruby's son was at this other woman's house. Yeah. So she's moved in with this woman with two of her kids, not the others. Uh Because this was the advice of you guys need to live separately. So why don't one of you come live with me? Yeah. Weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's crossing some boundaries that I think like ethic, like the, the board who monitors like therapy licensure in Utah probably would have some problems with. Yeah. It's not cool, really, is it? No. No, it's bizarre and definitely crossing mm. boundaries. So this 12-year-old boy escaped, had to escape her yeah, home. Had to escape her <laughs> home, right? Went to a neighbor's house and asked them to call 911. Um, and this is when the true scale of the duo's depravity was brought to light. Okay. So... He managed to escape and asked the neighbour to call police while begging for food and water. The boy appeared to be severely malnourished and had deep lacerations from being tied up with rope from his and from his malnourishment, uh, according to court documents. Hildebrandt had also allegedly used cayenne pepper and honey directly on his wounds. Oh, my God. I know. So... Police attended the house and arrested Frank and Hildebrandt and also found Frank's daughter in a similar state of malnourishment. Um, So they're arrested. Jesus. Court case begins. Investigation begins. Mm -hmm. So this all went to trial, I think, in December last year. Both the women ended up pleading guilty and making plea deals. Um, And Ruby Frank has basically admitted to a load of shit that she did to her kids hold on to your hat okay so she admitted in her statement that her actions involved physical torture of her son in the plea deal frank further admitted to forcing the boy into long hours of physical tasks working outside in the summer without shoes or adequate water he received repeated and serious sunburns that blistered after he was forced to stand in the direct sunlight for several days the boy was denied sufficient food, and when given food, he was given very plain meals while others in the house ate regular and more flavorful meals, according to the plea agreement. Frank also admitted to kicking her son while wearing boots, holding his head under water, and cutting off his oxygen by placing her hands over his mouth and nose. Oh my god. Mm hmm. Ropes were used to tie together handcuffs that secured his hands and feet as he lay on his stomach, lifting his arms and legs off the ground and injuring his wrists and ankles. Um, She also admitted that her son was kept isolated from other people and denied all forms of entertainment, including books, notebooks and electronics. Similar abuse was inflicted on Frank's nine-year-old daughter, and she admitted, writing in her statement, that the girl was forced to work outside, run on dirt roads barefoot for extended periods of time, and go without food and water. She was also repeatedly told that she was evil and possessed, and the punishments were necessary for her to be obedient and repent. These things were being done to her in order to help her, and the girl was convinced that what her mother said was true. Of course. Of course mm. she was. What, you know, you just believe what your parents tell you at that age, don't you? Absolutely. Especially when you don't have access to other people who are combating that narrative. My guess is they weren't going to school. Um, and I don't know who else was in the home, but no one was in there going to be like, that's not true. Don't listen to your mom. Exactly. 
Jesus. We're like, and she had six kids. So the other four were with her husband and he's just like, I'm not going to worry about them. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the eldest one had basically like cut all ties from her yeah. mom and the family a few years ago. Um, as soon as that person, as soon as that kid could, I'm sure it was like, bye, change my name. Yeah, that's it. Um, I'm not sure on the, I guess that, yeah, they must've been with the husband. I didn't, haven't been able to see what's going on. That there. is so upsetting. Like he is also to blame here. Like, and I'm sure he probably will have some things to say, but I'm just like, what? you just weren't worried about your kids, your two kids over mm. there. Oh, I'm so frustrated. I, this, so I don't think I've heard about this. Maybe I have, but there was a similar case a couple years ago in California where like this couple basically had like their kids all tied to a bed all the time and made them like sit in feces and filth and a kid, one of the girls escaped and ran to a neighbor. Like it's so fucked up that people do this to their kids. Why? Why are you having kids? Just to fucking abuse them. My question about like w- why these two kids, like why this treatment? Because it seems like maybe there was some kind of questionable parenting practices before she moved mm. in with this woman. But what changed? Exactly. So she, I'll, I'll come to that. Hold, hold that thought. Continue. <laughs> so, um, So she pleaded guilty to four of the six charges of aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony felony, um, originally filed against her in exchange for the other two being dismissed. So um, when she made her plea, she said, with my deepest regret and my sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Oh, fuck you, lady. (laughs) Uh, a week later her business partner and former utah therapist hildebrandt also pleaded guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse for physically and emotionally abusing frank's children according to her plea agreement hildebrandt admitted to knowingly inflicting and allowing another adult to inflict serious physical injuries upon two young children living at her home she admitted that she physically forced Frank's nine-year-old daughter to jump into a cactus multiple times, <laughs> to run barefoot on dirt roads for extended periods of time and kept her isolated from others. The former therapist also admitted to helping Frank torture her youngest son. Um, they both admitted, or they both confessed to telling the two children that they were evil, possessed and needed to be punished. Um, and the boy was told that everything being done to him was an act of love, according to the plea agreements. Mm-hmm. Sure it was. Mm-hmm, sure. That's called grooming. Yeah. Just FYI. <laughs> and other things. And manipulation and yeah. all of that. So <laughs> That's called being a cunt. Okay. Yeah. Big time. So three months after Frank's arrest, her husband filed for divorce at the 4th District Court of Utah. He has constantly denied any knowledge of the alleged child abuse as he was estranged from his family for some time until the arrests. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe the other kids actually just were old and older and out of the home. Yeah, possibly. Hmm. Okay. Mm. I don't believe you, sir. I bet she was doing some of that shit when you were together. Well, that's it. They had this YouTube channel since 2015. Yeah. Uh, they had all the kids then. Yeah. She didn't just um, start being physically abusive no. and horrible to her children. It seems like it probably escalated. But she didn't just start doing that. So, and like he, whether he passively let it happen. He either turned a blind eye or. Participated. Maybe that's why they started having issues because he disagreed with it, but didn't fucking do anything about it. Gross. Sure is. But on some good news, six months after being arrested and charged with felony. Why can't I say that word? Felony. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Charged with felony child abuse, former YouTuber Ruby Frank has been sentenced up to 60 years in prison. Although Good. she might not get 60 years. So now I'm sure she'll get paroled. Yeah, something to do with like the Utah law. So she was given four consecutive one to 15 year sentences, meaning that she could spend between four and 60 years in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Quite a difference there. 
Yeah. So it's always a range. I mean, not always like states have different rules, but like so certain certain sentences or crimes can be like sentenced a range because there's often mitigating circumstances Mm -hmm. for certain things. Right. Um, So it gives judges some discretion there. Um, And then there's certain crimes that there's not any where it's just like your life without parole. And that's usually murder something like that yeah so I mean basically how we do it where I'm at is kind of like there's gonna be you're gonna have a a maximum sentence but then you also will get paroled and then on probation for the from there's like you serve a third I can't remember the formula but then you're on probation or parole for a period um and the only time it's ever life without parole is usually like Mm. murder one so crazy well apparently child abuse isn't that serious so well i mean if she actually served the full 60 then that's great like that would be interesting but i'm guessing it's probably going to be more like four probably not more than 10 that sucks doesn't it yeah it does i mean at least you'll be too old probably to have kids by then so no shit uh i suspect if she had any children they would probably as soon as it they were born like this yeah probably remove the child and terminate parental rights i hope so Mm. um i would hope yeah maybe not in utah i guess i don't know um but the reality is is like that's four potentially more of her life where it's like her Mm -hmm. kids are fucked up for a lifetime yeah and that's true for a lot of victims of crimes where like the sentence is actually woefully pathetic particularly in sexual Mm -hmm. assault and rape yeah those types of crimes but it's just like you those those poor children are they with their dad or was the state like maybe you guys need like a i think the youngest kids were taken into <laughs> social care whatever you call it there yeah but usually i mean unless they find a particular reason and it could be different in utah again unless they find a particular reason why he's a safety concern and can't have the kids they most states would be like well you're the dad so here you go you see there was an article actually he was probably just off living his best life, not having to be a parent, being estranged, like finally not worrying about his kids. Like I kid I'm confident in saying he's also a POS. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ruby's four minor children remain in the care of the state. Oh, well good. That was the right move, but I hope that they aren't like I mean, that's also not great for kids. Kids been nah. getting put in foster care and stuff. That's you know, those are all adverse childhood experiences. Oh my God, I just Googled her. Mm-hmm. Her face yep. is punchable. But Kevin Frank has filed for guardianship over their 16 year old daughter, Abby. So, well, so while reading this. Concentration camp is what, like, one headline. Just I'm about seeing. to say that. Stop ruining it. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> So while reading the sentencing recommendation, the state prosecutor, Eric Clark, compared the environment Frank's children faced to a concentration camp-like setting and said that Frank committed horrible acts of child abuse while addressing Hildebrandt's charges. Clark called her a significant threat to the community. Both women addressed the court before their hearings, with Hildebrandt saying that she would submit to what the state feels is an appropriate amount of time served. Frank admitted that she and Hildebrandt had inflicted the injuries on her children and she said that she had been led to believe that this world is an evil place and that Hildebrandt had never been her business responsibility um, but that she had paid the other woman to be her mentor. Frank also thanked the public safety officials who rescued her children, calling them angels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she was like trying to position herself for like oh i'm a little crazy yep so she <laughs> i didn't know what i was doing mm-hmm. so she said my charges are just they offer safety to my family and accountability to the public for the past four years i've chosen to follow counsel and guidance that has led me into a dark delusion my distorted reality of version of reality went largely unchecked as i would isolate from anyone who challenged me To my babies, you are part of me. I believe dark was light and right was wrong. I would do anything in this world for you. And I took from you all that was soft, safe and good, she said. 
Um, okay, so what's your excuse before that then? Because like I the the thing I'm looking at is talking about prior to that when she was still doing her own like before working with this therapist is like it was pretty horrible too. And like I guess did you see and maybe this is in there so stop me, but she basically tried to blame her kids a little bit too. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you continue. Yeah. Um yeah, so since this has all come out, her older kids have spoken out and are basically relieved that she's been arrested and said this should have happened years ago. Um, her eldest daughter, the one that's like estranged, tried to get her yep. arrested and done for child abuse years ago, but nothing was ever taken seriously. Um, and her eldest son, um, mm-hmm. Chad... He's the one whose bedroom got taken away from him. Um, he's like posted videos on or TikTok or his girlfriend did of him like celebrating Crazy. the fact that she'd been arrested and sentenced. Um, yeah. Oh, also her sisters have come out. So Ruby Frank's sisters have come out and released a statement saying that they're also relieved and pleased that she's been arrested and charged for what she's done but then they've also released other statement statements that have said she was really delusional and that she was really deeply brainwashed so um they couldn't recognize her so it's like they're trying to claim that this other woman brainwashed her into doing all this stuff they would have to be like we she's been like this and we've known about it for a really long time whereas they could say yeah it was really bad but she was brainwashed and delusional and we couldn't get through to her so therefore we're not to blame either and Mm. fine but like if truly these like i get that you know the children have tried to do things and it was ignored because i think that's what the state and law enforcement they don't listen to kids right um but People could have done something. People could have done. Adults could have done something. And maybe it's a failing Mm -hmm. of child protection and law enforcement and and those institutions in Utah, too. But, like, her sisters and Kevin could have done something. Yeah. And I think neighbors as well tried to intervene at points as well with with law enforcement and child protection. But, you know, I... I think from what I've read about it, she when she was doing her YouTube, although she came off as strict, I imagine she put on a very happy family oh, yeah. face She's to the public. Cute and white and blonde. Exactly. And, and you should see the pictures yeah. on her like Instagram and stuff. It's all very happy families and their kids are all smiling and look fine and healthy and they've got a lovely house. Yeah. Um gross that's so upsetting yeah I just like I look at her and that is why she was able to I think escape scrutiny for so long because money whiteness Mm -hmm. white privilege pretty privilege notoriety fame like though people with those benefits escape scrutiny for so long it's it's fucked up it is proper fucked up. And those poor fucking children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was seeing one thing was about how she tried to, like, blame one of the kids who apparently just, like, she was trying to say he sexually abused a bunch of other kids. Oh, yes, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. I saw that as well, yeah. And then provided no other evidence mm. to back that up. But, like, that's why I had to do it, because he's dangerous. Well get him help then like (laughs) yeah it's fucked up isn't it real fucked up downer of a story yeah sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) no i no i think it's interesting i you're right when you told me earlier that this is kind of like in my area because i i did work in in child protection and i do work in like child 
welfare and best interest of children now. Mm-hmm. Um, these types of cases, thankfully, don't come to me or shouldn't come to me. However, I've had many a case where I'm like, uh, NCPS didn't do anything about this this at all. Like, mm-hmm. wh- why? Why not? <laughs> uh, problem. And it's like... No systems are perfect, but like the most vulnerable in our society, just like those, they're the ones who get harmed the most by yeah the less than perfect system. So mm. we had a a terrible story. I think it was last year. Came out about a poor little toddler that was basically tortured and beaten to death by his scumbag parents. Yeah. Um, and, I know, remember that actually. I did. Yeah, yeah. Child services have been around a few times and mm-hmm. should have noticed, mm-hmm. you know, the fucking bruises. And I think it, like it was so badly beaten that it was like black and blue when he yep. died and had like broken arms and legs, mm-hmm. like truly fucking horrific. And you think that the people that are employed to check on the welfare of these children would at least notice yeah signs or yep you know yep i've been thinking a lot about at least here in the states there's this kind of like parental rights and like right to raise your children how you want and stuff Mm. it's like such a deeply ingrained kind of philosophy or belief like it even was a like a, a case went to the supreme court about like homeschooling children or not giving your children life-saving um medical care because of like religious beliefs and it yeah. kind of revolves around like well you have the right to raise your children how you want what about like kids rights yeah it just seems like it they're kind of just second to parental rights and it seems really unfair because they're people too they're not objects they're not property but the way mm. the Supreme Court, if I remember correctly, kind of in the early days, they almost treated children as like a property, right? Really? Yeah. It's almost like a pet. Yeah. Yep. Or a shoe or, mm. you know, a slave, right. I guess. But it's just like, yeah. it. and so I have cases where I'm like working with parents and they'll say something like, it's my God-given right. And I'll be like, what about your kids' rights? Do mm. your kids have rights in your perspective? And like I care about your. Is that something they even consider? In some cases, like. Mm. I don't think I think they think they're the same thing. People confuse them, you know. Like because I'm a parent, therefore, my kid needs me, and I'm the best person for them. And I agree. Like, kids do best when they have relationships mm-hmm. that are meaningful with both of their parents when their parents are healthy and able to like do so right but because I had kids when I was working um you know kind of in juvenile court who were removed from their fam from their parents and for good horrific reasons yeah but also wanted to be with their parents understandably you know um and I think I'm not saying that that's like perfect either and I think about their rights in that regard as well but like there's a I think a biological and very natural instinct to want to be with your parents which is why you have kids who learn they're Mm. adopted and stuff there's like a desire to know where you came from um but I think parents get confused about what they think they're entitled and what should happen because I did something to make this person Mm. that somehow trumps their own rights and I mean, that's true. So we do that in the society. Like right now, Alabama is saying that in like embryos, so like <laughs> fertilized eggs ha- are, are, are a person. So that egg has more rights than that's the woman who like they took the egg from. Makes me angry. <laughs> oh, that really grinds my oh, gears. Boy, that really grinds our gears, doesn't it, Gemma? <laughs> I'm my hands, my palms are bleeding from clenching my fist so hard right now. <laughs> oh wow. Um well I this is I I am gonna go down a rabbit hole with this just because I haven't heard about it. And I I mean there's lots of reasons mm. probably why I haven't come across it. Probably avoided the news during that time frame. But anytime I see stuff like this, I do find it really upsetting because like 
sure, she said one thing when she pled guilty and gave her statement and all of that and is trying to look like she has yeah. remorse because I'm sorry, if you don't show remorse, you're going to get a higher sentence. So like her attorneys maybe coached her well, but nothing that she said m- felt genuine to me in any way because like if she were delusional, brainwashed, a kind of in- having some sort of mental diminished mental capacity like she yeah oh thank god just... that snapped me out of it oh Brilliant. i'm better now now that i've been arrested <laughs> yeah once i left that house i'm so clear so much clarity now uh i i do think it's good that the therapist also mm. got arrested i mean they lived together and she participated but i also am just like oh i forgot to say you have yeah. responsibility to and your clients the therapist's so, niece sorry, has go come on. out since all this happened and said this behavior is Jody. So this is where kind of the cult thing comes in. Cause obviously Ruby saying that mm-hmm. she was kind of brainwashed. Her sisters were saying that she was brainwashed and her, um, Jody's niece has come out and said that that's how she used to be treated when she was a kid and used to go and stay with her aunt. Um, it was very abusive mm-hmm. and everything she did to these other ladies' kids happened to her as well, so this is not a new thing that Jody's been Jesus. doing. It's she's been doing it for years, and it's clearly just a massive bellend. Yeah, and I'm guessing she doesn't have any children of her own. Not then. that I've seen. That yeah, my understanding. So I just like I don't need I don't need to have kids. I can just abuse yeah, other people's that's fine, kids. That's fine. Worry. What the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so they were literally sentenced on Monday this week, on the 20th of February. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's this article from the New York Times, which I'll read in a minute. Um, Mm. It was from four days ago. Yeah, it's all very fresh. Oh, God. Well, people who are in a position of, like, a power or authority, which is why we have, like, ethical standards for therapists, like, I suspect, you know, she was able to persuade a lot, including like you two need to physically separate to save your marriage. I'm guessing the next thing that followed was you can come live with me. He can stay at the home, bring your kids. Uh, what? And then like, obviously their relationship didn't get nope. better because <laughs> they continued to be estranged. So like, I do wonder now what her underlying motivations were like, Ooh, I need to get some more kids in my house so I can yeah. be to them. Like, like the fuck? that's, where really, like, that's my real passion. Fuck. It's weird. I mean, it's difficult with therapy because, I mean, over here, you can essentially do, like, an online therapy course or counselling course and then therapize people, you know? So, essentially, once you've done that course, you can pretty much say what you fucking want, really. I mean, there are obviously ethical standards and I imagine mm. some checks that are conducted, but in the privacy of... A therapy room. There's mm-hmm. nothing stopping the therapist from yeah. doing what the fuck they want, really. Interesting. I mean, I think some of that's true here because, like, you go to therapy, it's private. Like, it's not necessary. I mean, it's confidential, but, like, I can get therapy records in my line of work and they're helpful to me. Um, But, like, there's and people wouldn't know this like if they've never been to therapy before or just kind of don't have that like level of expertise they could have a therapist who's like really Mm. kind of doing some fucked up shit and some fucked up like practices that unless someone else told them that it was they can't do that it was unethical crossing some boundaries and stuff like people would just be like yeah and people don't tend to go into so much detail about what their therapist has told them do they Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and also there's no. the whole you know speaking to someone who has authority over you um well you go you go to for their right mm. their input and insight and stuff too so like there's a natural yeah. kind of like deference so you, just, you know take their word for it it's that what's the experiment where people were told to electrocute someone yeah the um the god what was i say fuck i was just thinking about this harvard i think it's yeah. harvard electric shock therapy milgram stanley milgram back in yep that's it that was it was a while ago maybe not that long ago but 
yeah, it was kind of like not questioning authority sort of thing. Mm. Yep. And the majority of people won't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which can be very dangerous. So question Even everything people. Itself, they question like the ethics of it. And same with the, there was like the prison experiment where they, I think that was in California. When it, was it, what's it called? Stanford? Stanford prison experiment, I think, where they basically had these student volunteers who were prisoners or guards. And you can probably oh, imagine yes, yeah. that ensued. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, that was pretty fucked yep. up, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, you know, what what we do when we're in one positions of authority and positions of subordinate. Yeah, but subordinate, I mean, that's why yeah. you hear people like the Nazis, they're, well, we're just following orders. Mm, okay. Exactly, yeah. Well, well on that it. note, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a horrible story of Ruby, Frank, and... Jody Hildebrandt or whatever. I feel like we need something a bit more lighthearted to end the yeah. episode on now. A uh, little bit of a palate cleanser. <laughs> what do you got? Okay, I've got I've got an off my chest. Great. I don't think this is going to make us any happier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's okay too. Sometimes some episodes are just downers, folks. Okay. <laughs> just I'm just seeing if uh, I've got, got, I've got anything else. <laughs> Okay, I've got like a yoga, am I the arsehole? Should we do that instead? Perfect. Okay, so I want to preface. Preface. <laughs> I want to preface this. I like preface better. <laughs> I like, I want to preface this by saying that I know. Oh my God, I can't read now. I've lost the, I've lost the will the to, read. to read. Yeah. Um, I want to preface this by saying that I know this is at least partly something I need to deal with myself. Not everyone's actions are intentionally negative. Um, and if I'm taking them negatively, then that's at least partially on me. Very self-aware. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first, some backstory. I go to a hot yoga studio three times a week. This studio almost solely does warm or hot classes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why people go to these classes. I could not fucking deal with that. Imagine doing yoga in a sauna. No thanks. I have. I don't, <clears throat> I don't particularly care for yoga anyways. And I don't think it's safe to be sweating all over my mat and then slipping. <laughs> no, that's I it. Can... I'm a sweater as it yeah. is in a normal class. Yeah. Um, so the, the amount of liquid that I would perspire would be <laughs> unreal in that, that situation it's an episode title <laughs> I can but people do like saunas so I could see why people might think it's yeah. cleansing in some way yeah I don't mind a sauna but I don't want to be exercising mm-hmm. it. that's mental mm-hmm. I agree anyway no argument for me cool I'm glad you agree <laughs> Okay, the studio itself is inside a larger building and has no windows in the room, which makes it perfect for evening restorative classes because the room can get really dark, which is a perfect practice for restorative or nidra. And anecdotally, I've heard at least two other guys in the room say how much they enjoy the darkness as well. Um... So I like to get to class as much as 30 minutes before the actual start time so that I have time to lie down on my mat, meditate and relax. I deal with really bad anxiety and have ADHD. So I need this time to get my mind into the space before I can focus on the practice. Essentially, I'm the first one in the class, every class. Mm -hmm. In the last month or so, there has been an older woman who, when she comes into the classroom, just immediately turns on the lights as bright (laughs) as they will go. She doesn't warn anybody and she doesn't ask if it's okay, but she just does it. I find this super distracting because when I'm meditating, my eyes are closed and having the lights turn on full blast so quickly takes me out of my meditative meditative space and throws me. Yeah, that'd be a pain in the ass. Now, as I said, she's older, at least 65, maybe more. So I totally understand that it could be an issue with her sight and that she needs the lights up bright, but it still feels crappy and to consistently have my concentration so quickly destroyed without so much as a, hey, I'd like to turn the lights up a bit warning. 
On top of this, for the last three weeks, she's asked for the heat to be turned off, which our teacher has been reluctant. Oh, sorry. Our teacher has reluctantly agreed to. God. But if you don't want to be in a hot studio, maybe you should look for a class that isn't advertised as being hot. The rest of the class came here specifically for the heat. And now one of those benefits is being taken away by one person. I haven't said anything to, to anyone, but I just want to know if these concerns are even valid. Finally, we've begun a live. <laughs> Finally, we live in a big city, population 1.7 million, if you're wondering. So it's not like there are tons of other options. Sorry, it's not like there aren't tons of other options for her to go to that wouldn't cater to her needs better. Anyway, am I the asshole? You're the yoga fan expert guru. Um, I'll let you start. No, I don't think she's the arsehole. Um, I think it's rude to turn on the lights without asking. Mm-hmm. Often a yoga teacher will set the room and the mood to be a certain way, mm-hmm. usually because people want to come to yoga to calm down, to reset, refresh. So it's usually, you know, lower lighting nice warm environment even not in a hot yoga session um and it just seems very uh rude of this woman to do that and also to request that the heat's turned down just seems ridiculous because it's a hot yoga class (laughs) yeah that that one threw me for a loop a little bit Mm. i would that they did it (laughs) yeah like if i think she needs to talk to the manager yeah, the manager of the studio or the teacher and just say, like, she's kind of really interrupting my practice and fucking my flow. Can you ever have a word or just tell her to stop turning the lights on and turning the heat down? Because it's stupid. Stop it. No. I have a few things that, like, I'm wondering about. So, like, she gets there a half hour early so she can kind of have the time, right? And so that tells me the room obviously isn't in use. And I'm wondering if the particular place has policies about, like, yep, you can go in there and do what you need to ahead mm-hmm. of time. And in that case, then, like, she also has to compromise a little bit because it's not like she's reserving the room exclusively for herself, right? But I do think it's very entitled and disrespectful and kind of which is normal behavior for someone of that age in that generation from the stereotypes we hear about that age and that generation sometimes um it would be very respectful to go in and be like can i just turn on the lights a little bit can't see or not go in there until closer to the start time when you can fucking see but of course this woman doesn't like it's about her and everything is built Mm -hmm. around her and her needs that's the world has been created for this woman this older woman but going back to our gal like I suppose a compromise could be turning the lights up slightly so that she could still meditate, but maybe this woman or other people who come in could see, right? Yeah. Because maybe they want to come in and do it too, but it's too dark. And that's where I'm like, this room 30 minutes before the session isn't just hers. But I also agree that the other woman is way out of order and she's not the asshole. Now, the heat thing is why are you changing the substance and nature of this class which is why all of us came here for one person like that is doesn't make no. sense not at all so yeah talk to the manager yeah for sure <laughs> one of the top comments is um from this person who says i say this as a teacher who's only taught in huge cities and with a demanding and difficult clientele if a client touched the lights or anything without asking i'd shut it down kindly and privately but very fast same thing with the heat. The teacher mm-hmm. needs to control the room or the studio manager or owner does. You can't turn a heated class advertised as such into a non-heated class for one person, nor should clients be touching anything with the lighting or AV system, etc. That said, I'm surprised the studio is even staffed and operational and ready for someone to come into the room 30 minutes early. Usually 15 minutes or so is the norm. So, yeah. My guess is she probably asked permission and they've let yeah. her, right? But I agree. That's where I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm thinking about when I've gone to the gym and gone into like the strength training room beforehand and like picked my spot and set up and stuff. I kind of just leave it as I find it and make my space and just like, but it's because it's still not 
my space to turn it mm-hmm. into the environment I want, awesome. you know? But she's going in and leaving the lights off and not touching the heat, so she's not really disrupting anything. Mm. Yeah. I mean, other people in these classes are the worst bit about it. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I practice at home more now, because specifically in my area, there's a lot of older mum types, you know? Who, Entitled. Yeah, but also them. just go there for a fucking <laughs> chat and a gossip. And I'm like, guys... Oh, yeah not really the place do you know what I mean I, mean, I don't say that I sit there and I'm very British and I say nothing just tutting under my breath but yeah they go there for a chat and there's one particular woman who's I mean she seems really lovely but my god she just wants to talk and gossip and oh my god I come here because I do this and I do that and da, 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 and oh my little boys does this and my little girl does that and I'm like well, just shut up no one cares like Come here to chill out and work out. I don't need to hear your fucking life story, right, mate? Fuck off. Of all the classes where people talk, yoga is the one where I'm like, that is not the place. Like, no. Strength training, spin, cardio, loud music, shit like that. Go for it. Yoga is restorative, meditative mindful quiet soothing peaceful whatever it's not uh, jesus yeah she's a she's a handful <laughs> i wish you were less british and you could be like ma'am go Can you shut to the, the ju- fuck up <laughs> fuck up go to the juice bar yeah <laughs> yeah well, well on that note not the asshole not the asshole you're not the, the asshole. asshole everyone else is baby <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to end it i think let's leave that there great yes okay bye <laughs> okay bye then oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as usual um if you want to send in your stories or give us your opinions on old cunty frank face over there uh email us at talk shit to us at gmail.com or dm us on socials which is tsyb pod um and also just give us a follow and a like and a review that's helpful give us a little download yeah tell your friends and family about us yeah we'd appreciate it send this episode to your friend that keeps talking in yoga Mm, (laughs) yeah that'd be great (laughs) yeah do a service do a public service yeah all right, cool. Well, on that note, yeah, let's get I'll to see say you. goodbye. Good, goodbye. Good, goodbye. Is that what I said? <laughs> it, it sounded like it, but also oh, I realized it could be me. goodbye. Ah, yes, Avita Zane. <laughs> Have a good rest of the week, and you, my dear. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.